Hello, hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode. In this particular episode, we are actually going to get to talk with my friend Melanie from Melanie Ramos Creative. She is a full-time teacher turned VA or virtual assistant, and she has so much amazing information and content to share with you today. And so I cannot wait to jump right in. So if you're ready, let's do it. Welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies Podcast, a podcast for teachers who are thinking about leaving the classroom or starting a side hustle to grow into a self-sustaining business. My name is Jennifer Holt, and I'm here to provide you with strategic action steps designed to help you leave the classroom on your terms. Hi, Melanie, and welcome to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I've just recently had the pleasure of meeting Melanie through our mutual friend, Tanya Marshall. Melanie is Tanya's VA, and Tanya spoke so highly of Melanie's work, which of course meant I needed to ask her to come on the podcast. So Melanie, will you tell everyone just a little bit about your teaching background and what a VA is? Sure. I had taught for about 15 years, starting with like, I've always worked with kids. Growing up, I was a counselor at the YMCA, knew I wanted to work with kids kids, went to college, graduated, started teaching at 22 years old. And, you know, I was a newbie and then taught upper elementary basically the whole time. And then I started to feel a little bit burnt out. Everything was kind of catching up with me and feeling super tired. Um, so I started looking into ways that I could possibly exit teaching while using my skills. So I took some courses and some business classes and things on the side. I'm, I'm an Enneagram five. So I <laughs> I like to learn everything I possibly can first, which almost to a fault. Yes, yes. So I actually was just kind of learning and like listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks on my walks, even um, before after school, that kind of thing on the on the drive there, you know, on the drive home. Then COVID happened, and yes, yes, I had uh, I was about to get married, and we were planning a family and things like that, and so. Uh, we had to make sure that I was being extremely safe. Um, And so going back into the classroom, I was already feeling burnt out. I was already thinking about leaving. And I just decided, you know, this was it. This was the perfect time to leave. And so I kind of almost just like let, I was like, let me just be ready and open to any opportunities that come to me. And so the summer before the 2020, 2021 school year, last school year, a friend reached out and said, hey, I have this friend, they're looking to start an in-home learning pod. And I was like, I'm already tutoring. Don't think I mentioned that, but on the side, I was kind of tutoring and things like that, thinking maybe that could be something that I could do that couldn't possibly match my pay in some capacity. Right. Anyway, so this friend reached out and said they had a friend and they needed a teacher for two students in someone's home. So I was like, oh my gosh, thank you universe. This is the perfect opportunity. It's much safer. Um, you know, and so that's what I spent my last year doing. There were two first graders actually. I never taught first grade before. And that was so much fun um, getting to teach them in the classroom. Um, but at that point, I kind of, after the end of the year, I was like, 
yeah, we're moving, we're, we're going to move on to something else. Um, Cause I knew that that wasn't necessarily going to be an option going forward. Right. Um, not a lot of people are looking for in-home tutors for, you know, all day. So I guess in March of last year, well, no, this year, 2021, I started looking into other options and that's where I found virtual assisting. I had joined some Facebook groups and had been doing a little poking around and trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, <laughs> yes, what can I do? Cause I also, I had in the back of my mind, like I could do TPT. I could, I could write lessons. I could do that. But at the same time, I felt like I had to get a lot of resources out there quickly in order for that to be anywhere close to replacing my teaching income. Right. And yes. Has to be slowly over time. And I just was like, no, it's now like, I'm not going back to the classroom next year. So between March and June, I had a steady paycheck with the learning pod basically. So right. in that time period, I started picking up um, VA clients for teacher, like I worked for teacher authors. So when you virtual assist someone, you're basically helping them within their business in some capacity. So it could be writing blog posts, it could be creating content for them or graphics or photography, or some people do social media management, Pinterest management, those kind of things. Um, And I was looking within the TPT world because I had already done a ton of research on this. Right. (laughs) And taking classes and like learned how to, how it works. So that's just naturally. And I wanted to use my teaching experience still come naturally where I went. So I ended up with uh, working with teacher authors and just started out offering my services, like whatever, like I said, Hey, I have 15 years of experience. What do you need? I'll do it. I'm really good at being creative. I'm a really good writer. I can create content. You know, I know what's expected in the classroom. I know the objectives, you know, that kind of thing and how you run a lesson. So I can do this for you. Ended up posting like kind of an ad, I guess, and a couple of Facebook groups and got tons of clients that way. Actually, initially offered my services for free to add to my portfolio. So I use, like created these things for them and then used them for my portfolio for later. That's then, an excellent idea. Yes. I don't recommend doing it for like a hundred clients or anything. <laughs> right, like right. Like, like three or four people and do something free or for very low uh, cost for them. And then, you know, make, do some really great resources or make some graphics or do some photos, whatever it is that you like to do and put in your portfolio and then use that to gain clients later. That's an amazing so. point. That, that's fantastic because, you know, so many times we're thinking, oh my goodness, I need to get paid. And, and we do. But at the same time, there's sort of that social proof that I think anybody needs if they're going to hire, especially I know when, when you start a business, it's your baby. And the idea of farming out anything is so scary. So there's this, there's this piece of an entrepreneur that's going, nobody can do it as good as I do, but I literally don't have enough hours in the day. But this person might be really good, but they don't have anybody that they've ever worked for. So should I trust them? So I think that's a brilliant point that you really need to do a few things. Like you said, it's not like you need to do 157 things for people, you know, or have all these clients that you're working for for free, but on the front end, maybe do a few projects just so you have some things under your belt and some people that can write testimonials for you and say, Hey, this person is excellent at their job. They do a great job. Just, you know, somebody, so it's not you just telling everyone you're wonderful (laughs) without any proof. I think that's a great point. Now, how do you feel like that teaching sort of prepared you for becoming a VA? What sort of things do you think you were able to bring to the table and that others might be able to bring to the table as teachers? Um, Well, in my specific, there's 
tons of types of VAs. You could work for anybody, literally any business just to help them out. But within this niche of working with like teacher authors, I, you know, I know how to write a lesson. I know how to write about, you know, how to set up your literacy groups in a blog. I know how to put together a, you know, SEL lesson. And those skills kind of came in handy because at first I started out with blogging and like content creation mainly for people. And that has now kind of turned into creating social media graphics and doing photography. So, you know, I'll take the lesson. I might actually even make the lesson and then photograph it for them so that they are looking, you know, it looks really professional when they post it on TBT or their website or wherever they're selling their resources. So I guess being a teacher in that way has helped me, obviously, like I can do that type of work for people. But also I think teachers just come with lots of, lots of skills. You have to, yes, there's so many things that you have to manage uh, within a teaching day. It's very similar running your own type of business. So there's, you know, there's all these kind of things that you got to make sure that you're doing on your end as well. So staying organized, you know, and kind of managing all your different clients, similar to like all your different students, they all have yes. different needs and different wants. Yes. So that's definitely, you know, a skill that teachers bring. They're great, you know, writers, communicators, creators, how many times you create your own lessons, you know, you think of the cool slideshow you made, you know, last week, you can turn that into creativity for doing social media graphics for someone. We have a lot of different skills. I think also we're lifelong learners, you know? Absolutely. Like, yes, you can learn about whatever you know how to learn. So if there's something you like want to try and you don't know how to do it, I just say, find a podcast, find a book, find, you know, a course that someone's offering already and take it. You know, there's so many things that teachers can do. It's true. Teaching. It's true. And I think that so many of us get in the teacher mindset that we don't even see how how applicable those skills are to literally any career path we choose, whether it's to go into business for ourselves or just to go into maybe the business world or the financial world or whatever, because we're so focused on, well, I'm a teacher. I went to school to be a teacher and that's what I have to do. If I want to be a blogger, I have to be a teacher blogger. If I want to be a VA, I have to only work for teacher authors. And that's not true. It's almost like we have to take a step back and realize that being a teacher is a set of skills really that you can apply to literally anything, just like what you were saying. I think that is such a good point. So what made you choose VA? Because I know you said you started with tutoring and then you then you did some other things. So what made you settle on being a VA? Okay. So remember that when I started this, it was like March of this year. I didn't have a ton of time to build up like a TPT or something like that. Right. So I was, I was in the mindset of, okay, if I can find X number of clients, I can match my teaching salary. Um, I need to work this many hours or I I need to do th- this many projects or this many, um, you know, photography packages or whatever. And then I can match my salary. And then it would be a lot quicker um, yes. for me to make that exit out of the classroom. That makes a lot of sense. TPT is the most glaringly obvious choice, I guess, for a lot of teachers, because most of them have been making stuff kind of on the side for years. And so it's, it's a really good place for a lot of teachers to be. But like in your case, where you were saying you pretty much had already decided, okay, I'm going to have to leave, but I have to replace my income like yesterday. TPT is definitely a long game at the beginning. So that's a great place. If somebody's thinking, I want to do a little something on the side while I'm still teaching, TPT is a great option because it's something that they can build up over time. But like you said, if you have to have money yesterday, you've got to think about, okay, what can I do now to make X number of dollars today? And so I think that a VA 
being a VA is a wonderful way to do that. Now that you have focused in a little bit more on being a VA and you said you had done blog posts and different things before, but do you really focus in on a specific set of things that you do now versus what you used to do when you first started? Yes. So yeah, I used to do just a little bit of everything, anything that people needed. I think I did like social media scheduling for one client. I did blog writing for several clients. I did content creation of all kinds, graphic design, like all the things. I tried all the things. And I did that intentionally because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to like and enjoy long-term. And I really wanted to enjoy what I was doing (laughs) next. I don't want to feel trapped in any way. And I don't want to like kind of pigeonhole myself into one niche if I'm not going to be happy there long-term. You know, for instance, trying the blogging. Yeah, I was good at it, but I did not enjoy the process. (laughs) Yes. I felt like too long to get to where, you know, it would make me enough money. Yes. There's only so many blog posts I can write in a day. Um, So copywriting was probably out, you know. Right, right. I think I tried Pinterest management for a minute. And I was like, this is a little too overwhelming. The I love the data, the analytics, but it was it was going to be up more to learn. And I actually was a art major at one point in college. Ah. I'm certified to be an art teacher. And I was like, you know what? I need to I need to just narrow down to the creative things because I think that's going to make me the most happy. And that's kind of what I was looking for when I was teaching. I was feeling very very stressed out, very burnt out, and I'm trying to create a life where I feel more relaxed and happy and enjoy what I'm doing every day. Yes. And I think that's so cool that you said that you kind of tried a lot of different things and you didn't pigeonhole yourself. And I think that's super important because whether it's being a VA or or blogging or doing a TPT store or whatever, it doesn't always mean the first thing you try is going to be the best thing or even be something you're going to do long-term. Allowing yourself to try a few things and giving yourself sort of the grace and the space to make some mistakes and sort of, I feel like I'm like channeling this frizzle right now. Make mistakes, you know, it's just like, but I feel like that by opening ourselves up to trying some things and then being okay with going, yeah, okay, that's definitely not going to be a good fit. Obviously fulfilling any contracts that you have with people, like, you know, you said, okay, I'll do, you know, five blog posts or whatever. You did those things and that was that. But I think trying those other things and really seeing which specific tasks were going to fulfill you, I think that is so, so important. And I appreciate you pointing that out because that's something that so many of us, I know myself included, I've started figuring out as an entrepreneur or as a solopreneur, those things that I'm just like, I just don't love this. It has to be done. I've got to, you know, somebody's got to do it. So if it's things that I don't love, I can have someone else do that. So I can find a VA that can specialize in that certain thing. But as you market yourself as a VA, then somebody may come to you now and say, Hey, I really need some product photography or or lesson creation or whatever that is, they can come to you with a very specific set of questions or tasks. It fulfills you. It helps them get that off their plate. It's really a win-win. Absolutely. Well, now if there is someone who is listening, who's like, you know, this sounds really, really interesting. How would you recommend or, or encourage someone to get started doing VA work? For a general, like being a general VA, there's, I mean, I would just honestly search social media, search Facebook groups, um, 
Um, I found some really great like coaches and mentors on Instagram. There are several free Facebook groups. There's several free courses that you could take to figure out what to do. I did pay and invest for a couple of courses for myself um, and it speeds up the process. Absolutely. So if you have the means to do that, then absolutely go and find a course that teaches you step-by-step what to do and how to start that VA service, you know, or any service-based business is going to run kind of this, the same, and then go from there. There's tons of podcasts. There's books. You can listen on audiobook or read a book about starting a freelancing business. And then as far as like posting like your job and yourself, there's several Facebook groups. You can reach out to people. There's Upwork and Fiverr, I think is what it's called. Yes. Um, yes. And they list, you know, you can list yourself there and anybody can hire you. That is wonderful. And I know a few Facebook groups and I'll definitely link them in the show notes below because I know there's one. If you know that you definitely want to work with teacher authors, just like what Melanie does, can say, here's you know what I do, here's what I offer. And then people are constantly looking for VAs and they'll say, I'm looking for someone who, and then it's like dot, dot, dot. And it can literally be anything. It might be someone that they want to hire as a, an employee in their company. It might be, hey, I'm I'm looking for to hire someone indefinitely to do so much work a month or social media management, or just like you were saying, that's the cool thing about being a VA. It is such an umbrella type business that you can be as broad or niche as you want to be. And I think that's really cool too, because you can kind of start out in the, hey, I'll do whatever, <laughs> literally whatever anybody needs. But then you can start seeing as you're doing these things, yeah, okay, this is definitely not my jam. Okay, this is really good. I really like this. And you can kind of start figuring out what works. And then by that point, you'll have had more testimonials. You'll have more people that have said, hey, she is the real deal. This is a great person to work with. So do you have any other you know, words of encouragement for someone who is like, all right, well, I hear what you're saying. And I'm thinking that might be something I want to do, but I'm really kind of scared of stepping out there and, and trying something like this. Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Yeah, I would say, first of all, uh, work on that, work on your mindset, right? Yes. Um, we can do hard things. Absolutely. And if you fail, that's okay. You will get back up just like we tell our students, right? Absolutely. You don't have to get it the first try. That's why, you know, do it while you're teaching or while you're working on something else as a side hustle first and then build it up. That's usually the safest way. The second thing I would say is just start. I spent a lot of time just soaking in all the information. I wanted to know everything. So that was really safe for me to like, yes, step out and do it. I wish I hadn't spent so much time just learning all the things because you're going to learn so much as you go. For example, for a VA, you put yourself out there. These are the things I'm good at. I'm good at writing. I'm good at editing. I'm good at social media. I'm good at designing things, whatever it is that you're good at. Put that out there and you get a client. You learn a ton from that one relation, that one relationship there. And they usually will give you feedback as well. That's something I did early on. was like, Hey, if you, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Tell me what you really think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that I can get better. And I really, you know, took that to heart the first few months and really tried to hone in. And I wish I had done that a lot sooner. It's very safe to learn and to feel like in our minds, we, we trick ourselves into thinking that we're really, you know, moving the needle forward because man, we are just learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. And <laughs> But then at the same time, we can use that as a crutch to never actually take action. And when you were talking, it made me think when we go to college, we learn 
all this stuff about being teachers and it's great and it's helpful and we have to know all these things. But let's be honest, we used about one one hundredth of what we learned when we actually got into the classroom because it was theoretical and not application. And I think that that's what we have to be careful of. Yes, it's important to learn. And yes, it's important to be prepared, you know, and go ahead and map out some things. That's just being a smart person. But in the end, it really boils down to you're going to learn a lot of things just because you have to. And you're not going to realize you don't know it until you get there and go, this is new. I've never done this before. But guess what? That's when Google is your best friend because you can find anything you need to know on Google. I'm not saying it's always right. I'm just saying you can find anything you need to know. But I just appreciate that so much because I feel like we have this information and all of it's just theoretical until we have that experience to kind of put behind it. And so thank you for pointing out how important learning is, but how careful we have to be with not getting stuck in just that learning mode and never actually taking that step forward. So I know that people are going to be like, ooh, I need to find this, Melanie. Where can listeners connect with you and get to know you a little bit more? I'd say the best place to find me is on Instagram. And that's just at Melanie Ramos Creative. Um, I do also have a Facebook page, but I'm most active on my Instagram. I have a website coming, but it's not quite ready yet. Uh, Definitely check out Instagram. I'm on there the most. Well, Melanie, thank you so, so much for being here and for sharing all of your VA goodness with us, because this is a great path for a lot of people. And I know that they're going to probably have questions, but thank you so, so much for being here. Yeah, of course. I had so much fun chatting with you today. I'm so grateful to Melanie for sharing her expertise and giving us so much insight into the world of virtual assisting. And if you think this might be something you would like to pursue, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Classroom Exit Strategies, or you can reach out directly to Melanie at Melanie Ramos Creative. If you have any questions, you know I'm always around to answer and to help in any way I possibly can. And until next time... Thanks for listening to the Classroom Exit Strategies podcast at happyteachermama.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Holt, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode.